Thanks so much for listening in to today's episode. Today I'll be interviewing Gracie Purvis, a meditation teacher, yoga instructor, content creator, and recently mind performance coach. We dive into her past challenges with losing a close friend, which led her to suffering with anxiety issues and a panic disorder. The shock of losing someone so close, she found herself losing confidence to even go to the post office to pick up a parcel. After a while, she found herself seeking help at Headspace, which led her to finding meditation, which completely changed her life. We discuss tools and actions you can take to start changing your physical and mental state, the stigma of not expressing your emotions, not being a victim, and creating your own self-love, and how a morning routine can help guide you to the right path that you need to read empower and inspire yourself thanks so much for listening in today's episode enjoy thanks so much for joining today gracie just for everyone listening in who are you and what do you do hello um i'm stoked to be here so i am a content creator I do social media management, digital marketing, and I also teach yoga and meditation. So a lot of people who follow the social media of Travel Fit and who might even be joining the retreat, you're joining our retreat um, as our yoga and meditation teacher. But before we dive into any more of those details about what it is you do, let's talk a bit about your story and what got you started on the journey to becoming a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually talking to a friend about this yesterday and I was like, I don't even know really, like my grandparents were both yoga teachers. So maybe like subconsciously that got me on the track, but it wasn't until I was older and I looked back and I kind of realized that they were this amazing influence, but younger, I wasn't really exposed to it. I actually went through like a really kind of intense stage of um, anxiety and having a panic disorder for about um, two years it was just kind of like I lost somebody pretty close to me um, and I had just sort of never experienced death like that closely and it just sent me into this fear state where I was afraid of pretty much everything I was going through uni at the time and working as well and I just remember every day was just sort of like okay how am I going to get through today and I was waking up just straight away like oh am I feeling anxious yet and I just got to the point where I kind of couldn't keep going. I I couldn't keep dealing with it on my own. And I've always been pretty like health conscious and stuff. So I didn't want to go on any medications or anything like that. And then I ended up, I went to go pick up these sheets. I ordered these sheets online, super random. Um, and I went to go to the post office to pick them up. And every time I would walk into the post office, I literally just couldn't bring myself to walk up to the lady and grab the sheets it just every time I went into the room it felt like I was going to have a panic attack it was just like the most and I walked in and out like 10 times went to didn't get the sheets went to my car I'm like I can't do this anymore I ended up calling Headspace and they were like I was like I need to book an appointment and they were like it's going to be eight weeks and I was like no like I cannot last eight weeks Anyway, somehow lasted the eight weeks. I didn't think I was going to do it. I'm like, I cannot get through another eight weeks of life living like this. Like I just felt so hopeless. Um, anyway, one-to-one session there. And she was like, have you ever tried meditating before? And I was like, this is at the end of our session. 
And I was like, no, nah. she's just like, well, we have a Headspace app, like give it a go. And I was like, okay. So she's like, try it for two weeks, just 10 minutes a day. And I'm like, all right, did it for two weeks. And then after that two weeks, I noticed for the first time, I just started feeling a little bit different. And I'm like, something feels a little bit like it's changed today. And I noticed it was the first day in like years, two years that I hadn't had a panic attack. And I was like, wow, like if I can, it wasn't straight away that I sort of realized the power of it, but if I can do that in two weeks, like what happens if I just keep investing time into it? So then I think from that, it's sort of just leaded more into what like yoga, meditation, and then it all just kind of kept going. And now I'm like so inspired by it every day. And it's super underrated, I think how beneficial like meditation can be just taking mm. that time to step back and just really you know sitting down just stepping away from every everything that's around you all these little sensory inputs that we're getting from you know sounds people and our own emotions too what do you mm. think it is that stops people from going down that road of meditation with fear <sighs> to be honest i think a lot of i was thinking about this this morning as well randomly i was a lot of people want, especially in the way our society is, they want instant fixes. They want instant gratification. Like we live in such a comfortable society. If we're cold, we'll put a jumper on. If it's hot, we'll put the aircon on. Like we want things now. We're hungry. We'll go to Woolies. Like we're not supposed to be really living like this. Like it's not supposed to be so everything's so attainable all the time. So when it comes to, and which is part of the reason why we have the anxiety and depression, like why all of these things are coming up is because we're not meant to be living how we do with all of these like external stresses all of the time, like social media, emails, jobs, like all of this stuff. That's, there's no wonder why we, so many of us struggle with mental health issues. But I think when it comes to adapting or adopting, sorry, a meditation practice, it's, it takes time and not like heaps of time but it does take effort and the results aren't straight away I suppose I guess they are in a way but it's not going to be like you meditate once and then all your problems are fixed yeah definitely it's the yeah. old Lego blocks essentially just keep building your Lego blocks you'll have a house eventually but you just have mm. to keep compiling them compiling them compiling them until it's done yeah. stop chasing yeah, was- that instant gratification that people are always seeking yeah and I was saying that to my roommate last night like she is like super lovely like she came in and she was like I want to learn how to meditate I'm like yes like when somebody says that to me I'm just like yeah like it was like 9 30 and normally I'm like in bed like just in my zone just reading or whatever or sleep but I was like nope like come here like I'll show you this app and like show you what meditations to use and talk like explain to her what actually happens so for people, what does happen when you meditate? So we constantly have all of these thoughts coming to us all of the time. And they're all, they're all pretty much like unconscious thoughts. Like we're not, we're not putting them into our brains. But when we meditate, it literally just slows down the thoughts that are coming in and we become more aware. Ultimately, what we're doing is just returning back to the present moment. Like that's what we need to do. Like life doesn't every, and so they say that like anxiety is caused by living in a future potential and then depression is um, caused from living in the past. So if you're not living in these two places and you're living here right now, nothing else matters. Like nothing else matters. Suffering only lives on either side, but right here is perfect because it's all that's happening. You know, when you've been like so present and everything just feels so good. Like, I don't know, maybe you're like watching the sunrise or going for a swim and you can 
feel everything and you're like, oh, I just feel so good. That's because you're present and you're not thinking about like what you're going to have for brekkie or, you know, what your friend said to you last night. Like that stuff doesn't matter. Like, oh, I just get so passionate about it. Like, I could That's just... good though. You've got to be, especially like, yeah. I think too many people hide their feelings um, for being excited about life. And that's why they mm-hmm. have mixed emotions day to day because a lot of people, I guess, put all their emotions aside and then they start to lose track of how they actually feel and actually associate different emotions with different feelings and different times of um, different experiences really. 100% and I think that like we have just gotten so lost in it all and we are our bodies are designed to feel good like we're meant to be happy and like for sure like reality is that bad things are going to happen but it's our responsibility of how we react to them and the more aware we become about our emotions so pretty much how it works is like your thoughts will create an uh, your thoughts will create an emotion in your body which will lead to an action so if you're constantly thinking negative anxiety kind of thoughts your actions are going to reflect that but if you become conscious about what you're thinking about then so say for example like when I was struggling with anxiety every time I would get a thought being like oh I feel so anxious like am I going to have a panic attack like all of these like fear kind of written thoughts I would be aware of that but then I would counteract that with like I am stronger than my anxiety like I can do this I am powerful anxiety doesn't like just those affirmations like consciously putting them into my mind and then the more that you do that you actually do start to believe like we're just big sponges for people like understanding how why we put ourselves in these stress states it comes down to like that your nervous system essentially most of the time as well obviously we've got our synthetic we've got our parasynthetic so if you were to explain someone the parasynthetic and synthetic how would you do that to make people understand how important it is to regulate and control your nervous system to create that present state a way that i kind of got to understand anxiety and the panic disorder and stuff especially in like the society that we live in it's kind of like you would fear, I would think all of these fears in my head, but there's nothing physical coming to me. But when, like how we're supposed to be before everything got all civilized and everything like that, if there, my stress, my actual stress and fear would be, you know, a tiger or something coming to get me. But all of these things that are coming to get me are just in my head. It's just the thoughts. That's why we can't, like, that's why we have a panic attack because there is no, like, we don't run away. They're in our head, you know? Yeah. Um, that's the biggest thing, too, I guess. Instead of being chased by an animal, now we're being chased by, you know, dopamine, hit, wanting dopamine hits off social media, um, mm-hmm. worrying about if someone has uh, seen that we've deleted them on Facebook or, you know, all these little things that build up to that, that I guess, imaginary lion or cheetah or whatever you'd like to call it, uh, chasing after you. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, I just feel like we all have so much fear instilled in us from all of these pre- like external pressures. And that's when, we, for me, yoga is just a pathway to meditation and then meditation is just a pathway to the present moment. So really just tuning back into like, okay, how am I feeling? Slowing down the breath becoming aware of what's happening right now because we don't even realize like we'll just go down like one thought will lead to another thought which it's just like becoming aware of what's what stories are you telling yourself and that's another thing like we 
we become like we create a story about everything like who we are like who our family is what we're going to do with our lives like we have the power to rewrite that story and through our thoughts we can literally create anything which is really really cool like once you I don't know once you really do harness and step into the power of your mind and the power that lives within you then yeah anything's possible which is really cool definitely I guess like people having their own story as well that's been embedded in them from a young age can have a huge uh, impact in people especially like younger adults uh, now because a lot of people have built up those habits over those you know being a sponge the first seven years of your life that's when we mm-hmm. find to be a certain way act a certain way behave uh, find out what values and beliefs are right and wrong so what kind of values and beliefs do you think people struggle with from a young age to change and really change their perspective of identifying what can be toxic behaviors versus positive behaviors i definitely think a lot of our issues come down to self-love and not feeling good enough i think that it creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression and everything like that because like we're always comparing we're always having to be doing more we're always having to and even for me like I've done a lot of work into like my like childhood trauma and stuff like that and that's what it all like I just didn't feel loved and that's where it all kind of stemmed from like I didn't feel held when I needed to be held and a lot of us just want to be loved and I'm a big believer that love will like with love does like if you do everything from a place of love it can't be a negative experience yeah that for me probably one of the biggest ones and do you think how do you how does someone find self-love yes sitting with yourself and it's it's hard and I honestly think that it is a thing that you have to return to every day but just putting time aside for yourself and knowing that you were worthy like of that time and you are worthy of everything that you want and everything that you can think of you can have and I think we get told these stories like maybe your family like wasn't very wealthy so you think that you're going to be in that box too but you can totally rewrite that like the fact that I always say to people like the fact that you've thought about that potential in your life means that you can manifest that into your future like there's nothing stopping you like you literally are your only limit like your thoughts will create your future so when like going back to meditation, like that's when we can create that. When you become aware of what thoughts am I telling myself every day? For me, when I was going through um, severe anxiety, I was waking up and telling myself that I had anxiety. So obviously nothing's going to change. As soon as I became aware of what I was telling myself every day and then started consciously being like, no, you've got this. Like you are strong. Like you are way stronger than your anxiety. Like everything like that, then that's when I noticed the changes and I really started to believe it. And then once you even get like that little inkling of hope, like when I stopped having panic attacks and when I noticed I was a little bit more confident, I was like, yeah, like I've got this. And like, I just did not think I was ever going to get any better. And then to see where I am now, I'm like, it breaks my heart to know that people feel alone because I felt so alone. Like I just, if I can help just one person feel better from that, that's just the best. Like, yeah. And it can be pretty, pretty hard to when knowing that it can be empowering to know that there are other people that have had the same emotions and feelings as you, but it's Mm -hmm. also sad to know that there are still people out there that obviously are suffering as well. Mm -hmm. So for people who do feel alone, 
what would be one proactive thing that that person can do right now to actually start to fill their cup? Start their own practice. Like I'm a big believer in having your putting time for yourself and creating a practice to return back to yourself. Um, so maybe that's through, yeah, meditation. I don't know, journaling. For me, journaling has been so amazing. Like every morning when I wake up, I sit and just like spill out on like paper how I feel before I go out into my day. And then I kind of notice like what, what am I actually feeling and what's actually real? Like what is and who do I want to be today kind of thing. But it is really hard because almost sometimes when you do reach out to people when you feel alone, that's really scary. And then when that's not received well, it's hard. But ultimately, like you are responsible for you. But I do think getting help is as in talking to somebody, reaching out to somebody who somebody who you know has gone through a similar thing or, you know, there's so many professionals out there. Yoga, I reckon, like 100%, like yoga and meditation is so amazing for that. And you do like, they're in like the yoga tradition and stuff. There's just so much, there's just a different energy that you feel when you connect to yourself and to other people around you who are, I don't know, into that same realm. And yeah, I guess reflecting on, we are um, just like a subject of our environment as well. So like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like, there's so many things that can go into it, but I guess just starting your own practice, whether that's maybe it's just even going for a walk on the beach, like doing something to actually make you happy and return back to yourself, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's the biggest thing. I think obviously like we as humans need connection with our own tribe. And as soon as we don't have a tribe, we feel like we don't have uh, something to do. We lose our purpose. Like essentially we're, you know, back in the caveman days, I guess, what was the purpose to go out, hunt, um, provide for your tribe, and then repeat the cycle, survive. Mm. So in this day and age, it's a lot easier for people to not do anything and hope that someone's going to save them. But at the end of the day, no one saves anyone but yourself. That's a that's the biggest thing, I think, especially talking to like a lot of people on, on the podcast as well you usually find that there's a trend where a lot of people when they have these stories of where they were to where they are now, it all starts with the the first step that they took to actually take responsibility of their life. And mm-hmm. like you said, react to situations in the right way, take hard steps daily that they didn't want to do to work on themselves and actually plan and envision what they want out of their life, which yeah. I think is so important. It's just like a muscle that you work in a gym. Like you can't just expect things to change overnight. Like you need to do the work to make anything happen in your life. Like it's not just going to get handed to you, but the more like the more we kind of invest into yeah, our thoughts and like therefore our energy, the more it will become easier, you know, like you're not, it won't be hard forever. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think, what do you think the hardest thing is? What do you think a perspective is that some people have when they go into this victim mentality of, no, my scenario is different. My story is different. You don't understand me. I think we really just need to become aware of the fact that life is so, so short and we don't, nothing is guaranteed. Literally die tomorrow. And that sounds like super cynical and stuff, but sort of, it depends like what way you take it, but you're not, nobody has like, you didn't come into this earth and you didn't get a piece of paper that said, Hey, everything's going to get going to be easy. Like nobody said that. 
nobody like and it's not anybody else's fault to create anything but you and that I think there's a reason for that because there is so much magic when you start to actually believe in yourself and step into yourself like you can become so lost in it all but then once you become aware of how to return back to yourself like and it is crazy like once you start getting into that flow but I think yeah the victim mentality is hard because we could all slip into it but if you look at the most successful people they're not sitting there and they're not going oh well, but my mom you know she said this to me when I was 16 and it really really hurt everyone's been hurt everyone has trauma but it's your it's your decision how you react it's your decision what thoughts you're going to have around that are you going to come at it from a place of like hate and I don't know pour me pour me or are you going to pour more love into that and pour more love into yourself I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of people being stuck in obviously the victim mentality but not realizing that everyone most people do go through it now I went through it for ages and I remember like I remember being like oh my god like this is just so messed up like I can't believe this has happened to me and like going out with my friend like nobody wants to hear that everyone's got their own stuff going on and like I don't know what I was searching for maybe I was so maybe I was searching for them to be like oh my god that sucks Gracie like that really sucks like it must be so hard for you but it's hard for everyone and I don't think there is a level of trauma and I don't think like it's not in our bodies our bodies don't know the difference between traumas so yeah like somebody could go through something that's like really really messed up and you know not not ideal at all and then somebody could go through something that's maybe like not as severe but our bodies don't know that our bodies don't know what's different um so yeah I think we've just got to take responsibility for our own lives and what happens to us because yeah life is short so short and the more that like I think a thing that's important to kind of recognize is that the more that we hang on to what's happened to us and our stories and our trauma all of that the only person it's hurting is is ourselves so for example say that like your girlfriend dumped you last year whatever and it was really harsh breakup and you know it was really nasty and you just constantly thinking about how much of a nasty person she is you're constantly telling everyone or whatever this is just an example um the only person that that's lowering is you like you're literally going to be lowering your energy because you want to bring somebody else down. But as soon as you let that go, like that person's got no idea. That person's got no idea that you're talking about them. They're just living their lives, you know, but it's making you feel worse in the process. And then you're getting stuck in that. You're lowering your energy. And then it's just, it's just dumb. (laughs) We need to just, we need to level up. Like I always say that to myself, like if I ever catch myself, like, playing a victim or just being like oh this is so hard I'm like level up like what are you doing so responsibility is like the biggest thing for Mm. sure a lot of people do struggle with and having those little things like level up is like a huge thing because that's like you know that's a new emotional anchor that you're creating to an experience that's actually going to get someone to be like boom all right this is my word whenever I'm like going down and being like oh this path's going to take me down into the ditch You just say that one word and that can be an anchor for you to be like, all right, no, I'm going to take responsibility for my life. I'm going to change myself and I'm going to do something that's actually impactful. Yeah, 100%. And there's so many things that we can do to change our state straight away. So saying maybe you just have a word like, um, yeah, level up or 
I don't know, recently I was going through a bit of a transi transition in my life. And whenever I noticed that my thoughts were slipping into like a bit of sadness and or kind of focusing on the past or getting being sad of what happened, I had like a little rubber band around my wrist. And whenever I would go into the thought, I would just start flicking it. And I'm like, no, like be here, be here because look at everything around you right now and then focus on what you want to do and who you want to become. Like you can channel that energy of negativity into magic and into I don't know motivation and I definitely have done that like I'm just like nope like okay that was not ideal but what have I learned from this and we're going to keep going forward and we're going to keep on keeping on because like we talked about earlier like life is just too short and I know that I definitely don't want to be looking back and being like damn I wish I made that opportunity or damn I wish I loved myself more like I want to do it now because we don't know if there will be a tomorrow like there's no guarantee yeah, definitely. And having that, that's a, a good one that a lot of people can do. They can sleep, you know, give themselves that wake up call to like bring themselves back into actually doing something that's going to be make them focus on where they are, what they're doing and not getting distracted by those side, side thoughts, I guess, more, more like anything. Yeah. And I do think there's definitely like it is important to note that we are allowed to feel we're allowed to feel things. We're allowed to go through stuff and be like, you know what, this really sucks. And maybe for two days, you have to just accept that you don't feel that great because we're not going to feel good all the time. Like our life is an ebb and flow. Like it's the yang to yin without the darkness, there is no light. But when you start to, you have to just, I'm, I'm a big believer of like, you've got to feel it to heal it. And once you start feeling it and you feel it, you can't live in that. You're going to be like, all right, now it's time to stop crying and get our shit together again <laughs> like you have to and that's a big yeah. thing too is like a lot of people who talk about dealing with anxiety and uh depression and having those emotions usually go to acknowledging it first up so they can if you're trying to avoid something and then you're just empowering that thing to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the elephant in the room gets so big that it starts stomping you on the ground so mm -hmm. Whereas you could be like, all right, shit, like I'm fucking anxious today or fuck, I am a sad motherfucker. Um, yeah. or what, and then you're aware of that and then you're just like, all right, cool. I don't feel that good. What can I try to make myself feel better? Oh, maybe a swim in the ocean. And that's going back to like when you stay, when you change your physical state, you'll change your mental state. Maybe that, maybe that swim in the ocean will work. Maybe it won't. But then like you gave it a go. And if you still feel like crap after that, maybe you bit a chalky. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but and it is it's an acceptance of I think acceptance of the now is so important and when you're not accepting it it's like you're not living in the real reality of what is and I think that that's something that a lot of people do as well they kind of and I think in like men especially like I feel like my heart goes out to all of you <laughs> like I just you guys are just so worthy of feeling just as much as females like obviously we have this like feminine energy where we're like super like connected with our emotions because we've been told about that but the only reason I feel like you guys like not putting everyone in a box but some kind of men aren't as in touch with their emotions and stuff or don't feel like they can express themselves that just comes from a story as well like a story that you know toughen up like no don't be a you know no fuck that <laughs> you can feel just as much like yeah that's the biggest thing too some of the people i've talked to uh some episodes 
it's interesting a lot of the guys that you talk to we we usually talk about what were some like the biggest uh challenges that they faced and the biggest thing was obviously being able to express yourself in a um like a small town or understanding that emotions are good and how to deal with emotions i had a guy i had to chat to who um it's just opened all a few two years ago now he opened a gym called altitude training and it's it's going so well it's like franchise gym now they're opening all over australia but the interesting thing was like this is a big dude he looks like a scary like unapproachable dude but the friendliest guy you'll ever meet and he just talked about how when he was in the central west um how it was you know suck it up get over it, it is what it is move on life's like you you can either hold on to these these things and let them eat you up or like you said you can acknowledge them and just move on but it, it makes me so happy when I see people like yourself and like other guys making movements and making changes and spreading the like message that men are like just as worthy to feel and to express and to have just what women have as well. And I know that there's, I don't know, there's issues and whatever on either side, but I definitely feel like it's something that needs to be spoken about more that yeah men I think it's so beautiful when men are like connected to their emotions because when we're not connected to our emotions and how we actually feel that it helps like we hold on and then all of that energy and emotion it can get stored in our body and it can lead to disease and heaps of other stuff like that's a whole other thing but it's yeah it's important to really address that yeah it's interesting that you're touching that just the whole disease thing because you know when you're in your synthetic state you know your fight or flight your nervous system we lose 50 percent of our immune health our decision making skills go out the window we're reactive to everything and understanding that the importance of actually keeping yourself level-headed and looking after your health and you know regulating your nervous system it yeah. changes a lot of things you look at someone who's in a high pressure job they're stressed all the time you take them out of that into their uh, parasynthetic state let them be in that parasympathetic state for a bit and let them regulate their own nervous system and their emotions over the next week or two. And they're a completely different person. They're no longer mm. getting sick after they do one training day. They're no longer triggered by every single sound or sentence. Um, yeah. I, so when I was going through like my kind of rough period there, I was like 15 kilos heavier than I am now. And I was eating well, I thought I was eating healthy. Like I thought I was doing everything from a place of love, but the biggest thing, like, I think I, my whole energy has changed and the way I look has changed. People don't like that. I went to school with, they often don't recognize me now because I'm just have taken, I don't know. And it is that stress response. And when we're, it's so, we're so reactive. Like we need to just like turn down the dial because we're not coming from our the best place of ourselves when we're living in that state of just, you know, somebody's done something to trigger you and you lash out and that doesn't feel good. Like nobody feels good when you do that. I have definitely, yeah, gone through that firsthand of just being sick all the time, overweight, everything like that. As soon as I focused on my mind, that's when everything started to change. That's amazing. Hey, like it's interesting to say that something just like looking after your body, breathing, meditating, whatever it may be, helps mm. that stress response. Because 
even like when we see a lot of people training all the time, the biggest thing is someone will instantly go, oh, I'm going to go get a, go get a doctor's appointment to check my iron level, iron levels to make sure that, you know, I've had low energy lately, but really mm-hmm. is it the low iron or is it the fact that you're not sleeping, you're not breathing enough, you're not drinking enough water and you're not actually asking, asking yourself hard questions to identify what the real issue is because there's obviously that something there that's unconsciously affecting you internally um, and proceeding with external results in the body like sickness, stress, um, restlessness, being too reactive. Like there's so many little things that build up into that big thing. Like we said at the start with Lego blocks. So what would you tools would you give someone if they wanted to start their meditation journey? I would say download insight timer. (laughs) Oh, like, do you have Insight timer? I don't have insight timer. It is the most amazing app sponsor me insight timer. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, My meditations are on, um, my meditations are on there, but it's, it's such an amazing app. There's so many great teachers on there. Um, and they even have like courses it's for free. Um, but it's, yeah, it's great. You can do that. And then it also has just like, um, timers so you can set it for like five minutes and then it's just got music if you want to do like a silent one um or there's so many workshops out there too like I'm running a workshop next month and just teaching people how to start a meditation practice but it literally everyone overthinks it that's the problem so everyone's like oh I don't know how to meditate I'm like all you need to do is literally sit your butt on a cushion close your eyes and just connect to your breath that's all you got to do and then when you do that straight away you'll notice your thoughts will start to come and your thoughts will come and your thoughts will come but don't push them away all you got to do is just return back to your breath and so for example you hop on your meditation cushion you're like yeah cool gonna meditate close down your eyes start breathing couple seconds in oh what should I have for dinner or maybe I'll have Mm, no don't go down there (laughs) you just have to let the thought be there so that thought will come up what should I have for dinner but it's not about pushing that thought away and getting frustrated that you're getting these thoughts. It's about letting the thought be there and connecting back to your breath or thinking about another thought consciously. So maybe cultivating a feeling, maybe thinking about what you're grateful for or um, having like positive mantras, stuff like that. Like there's so many different types of meditations you can do, but just starting with even 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes to just sit down and it will be uncomfortable at, at the start because the feelings of doing something new and that is unknown is always uncomfortable, but that's when the growth happens. So I would say that <laughs> and stick with it. yeah, stick with it for two weeks and just see how you feel. And yeah, I'm always so, so down to talk to anyone about it. And it's just, yeah, it's so powerful. And then when you really start to harness the power of it and start to believe in it, you can, change your own state just through the power of your thoughts um so say like because I have been going through a bit of a transition like I have been a bit more anxious than usual so I'm aware of that so I'll just meditate more to like take my yeah my nervous system down again and um I use positive affirmations a lot I think they're putting those conscious thoughts into your brain is so important and like even if you just have to write little sticky notes on your computer or whatever that you are amazing you are loved or like I am worthy anything like that um kind of think about what you want to harness and create then you can 
put them everywhere so you're seeing them <laughs> like we are just sponges we are we just absorb and also becoming aware of like what are you following on social media are you watching the news all the time and are you watching shit on netflix to 12 o'clock like what are you doing <laughs> like how are you spending your time you need Stop to watching aware. judge judy i actually don't know if that was before, but... <laughs> i don't know just yeah just realizing that we are a product of what we're absorbing and our people's um our people's <laughs> the people we surround ourselves with and everything like that so it's a it's a ripple effect but once you start doing one thing it'll lead to another thing and then you'll probably look back in six months and start being like wow like i don't even recognize myself definitely a lot of you know just a lot of noise that people are creating for themselves to avoid the problem of their own um issues i guess that they're trying to hide you know i don't watch tv i've been doing like a routine for the past four years now and that changed my life um what and that had, uh, so i get up every morning and i have two glasses of water i yeah. um have go through like a mobility flow yeah and then i go through a meditation but box breathing for 10 minutes yeah and then i do affirmations gratitude and then my last one i do is uh re reflect and respect essentially mm -hmm. what i do it's uh i wouldn't suggest it for a lot of people because it can like re-trigger some people but what you yeah. do is you look at an emotion uh, an experience in life and you add a negative and a positive but mostly negative and you say all right sweet that was pretty rough or whatever it may be and be like all right so what's the bonuses to this how is this positively yeah. influenced yeah. my life at this point um and then also there's like five things you're going to do for the day so that's like a, a thorough routine that I've been doing for the past few years. That's a decent one. And also, like, I feel like that's, you've obviously done a lot of work on yourself to have that routine. Um, but for people listening, I like- Just breathe 10 times in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to do that. Like, cause I, I would be like, and also you might start meditating and be like, you know what? I actually find that I'm the most present when I go for a walk along the beach. And then that could be your meditation. Or maybe I feel the most present when I'm dancing and I love going dancing or I love going surfing. Whatever brings you into that present moment, it might not necessarily be meditation, although like definitely give it a go um, or yoga. But I think just creating that practice, like you say, like doing that, taking that time out every day to return back to yourself. Um, my routine in the morning is pretty similar like having a glass of water, but mine's just like hopping on my meditation cushion and journaling is a big one for me. And always trying to cultivate gratitude. Like we get become so focused on everything that, like we're always striving for the next thing, which is amazing. But again, not being present of what we have right now. And yeah. what you have right now is everything. Like, and it is, it's for sure. Like I am all about goals and I'm all about smashing it. But like, you've got to also take that time to be grateful that we have a house, be grateful that we can just go to Coles, that we've got legs. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was just, I was just like going, I went down this stupid like thought process, like the story thing. I went for a walk and I was just like, oh, this just sucks. Like, you know, had a had a weak moment, I will, I will admit. And then I look over and this guy is walking along the beach with one leg and this huge pit bull dog. And I'm like, and he's like frothing on life. And yeah. I'm like, what are you complaining about? Like, <laughs> shut up. Like, so what that happens? Like you have two legs, you're healthy. Like, 
I don't know. We just get so caught up in the small stuff, you know? Oh, definitely. Being grateful is a, just, once you learn to actually be grateful, there's a difference between saying I'm grateful and attaching no emotion to it and then actually being grateful. That's what mm -hmm. I do find a lot of people do. And yeah, 100%. you just have to take the time to be like, all right, so what am I actually grateful for? And then get enthusiastic about it. I'm, I'm yeah. super grateful for everything in my life. Like if you're grateful yeah. for something, you're going to have that. And then you'll find because you're grateful and you can handle what you have more just comes into your life. And it isn't about having more, but it's about being grateful to receive mm -hmm. more rewards in the sense of more opportunities every day to experience new things, meet new people, yeah. um, grow like, mm. you. and you have to be grateful when shit's hitting the fan. Like, <laughs> and, and yeah, I just think, yeah, gratitude can, it can be a very powerful emotion to cultivate love as well. Like when we are gratitude, we are in that state of gratitude. Um, it's like just underneath the emotion of love. So love is just like, we all have it inside of us, but I think like, that's a, like just quickly, if anyone is kind of struggling with how to deal with a situation, maybe in their lives or they're having like a, um, I don't know, a conflict or a dilemma, think about how you could, um, approach that situation with more love. Like if you come from that angle, there's never going to be a bad outcome. Like it's just going to, it will resolve. <laughs> be like Muhammad Ali dodging punches. Yeah. But that's the other thing, like just quickly again, like people get so caught up in making like the right decision, but there is never the right decision. There's just the decision. And each decision is going to have a bad and a good. It's just focusing on, I don't know which one. It will, again. yeah it's all just an ebb and a flow and and like also just coming back to that acceptance accept that you're in like maybe a lull and it, things are hard but know that they will get better especially if you start putting some self-love into your life <laughs> like the more we fill up our cup the more you fill up everyone's around you so yeah so find your find your your self-love routine so do things that are challenging yeah, and also just doing things like that are just kind for yourself. Maybe getting a massage or, you know, treating yourself in whatever way you can, whatever that looks like for you. Um, I personally love getting a massage. <laughs> that always makes me feel really good. But maybe it's kind of like, I don't know, taking yourself out for a nice lunch or I don't know, whatever that is for you. You know yourself better than you know anyone else. So that's Definitely. something... And we're all worthy of having that time as well. And it's just creating it. The biggest thing is I've found talking to people so far, just from experiences, if you understand what your own love language is, then you can actually feed your own love language without being dependent on other people. Thus, mm. like that really helps like you create, I guess, essentially your own happiness and fulfillment too, because you're independently looking after yourself. I haven't actually done that, but I've just sort of like, I'm like, actually, that's not true. I have done that. And I'm like all four. Or is it five? I'm all five. I'm like, give me a bit oh, of everything. Okay. <laughs> I'm like two. Complex human. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Maybe you're adaptable to most people. I am. And I'm, I am very like easily pleased, I feel. Like I just don't expect that much. But then when it comes to my own, yeah. And I guess it is just, we become 
you can become lost in it all and not really even know who you are. But doing it now or whenever, but doing it when you're younger is way more ideal than doing it when you're, I don't know, 40 or 50 and have to go through that whole process. Like if we can start to really tune in and heal ourselves now and then raise children and everything like that, that are kind of a bit more conscious to everything going on around them and like their bodies and our stress responses and things like that. I really do think it's going to create a powerful change. Yeah, absolutely. So for everyone listening in, where can people find you on social media? Um, well, I have two social media accounts. I've just got my personal one, which is Gracie Purvis. And then I've got my graciepurvis.creative, which is my like business page, I suppose. I've just changed that, my name over. But yeah, so you can find it. And then I also have a website, which is graciepurvis.creative.com. Cool. So for people... Uh watching or wanting to join your journey i'm sure you'd be more than happy to answer any questions that they have yeah 100 percent. and don't feel afraid to reach out and i have um like free meditations on my website and on insight timer um, and on soundcloud um and yeah i'm going to be doing a lot of more cool stuff this year and i guess i just want people to know that they are worthy of the time to have for themselves like even we can become so spread thin, but yeah, if there is anything that you want to, I don't know, work on or anything like that, whether it's self-limiting beliefs or anything, yeah, you're worthy of having everything that you want. And it comes down to, yeah, creating that time to make the change. Yeah. Amazing. And anyone can do it. That's the coolest thing. Yeah. Anyone can do it. And I don't know, like, I think another, like something that's really cool is anything that you see in somebody else is just a reflection of what's in you. So you may like look at your friend and you're like, wow, he's just so confident. I love that. He, I love his like confident energy because you've seen that in him. It means that it lives in you and that works. Like we're all just reflections of each other. So like you said, cultivating growth through challenges. So for anyone before we set off, what is one thing that you're working towards in your own journey like self-love for me has been I have for me that has been the place where a lot of my um struggles has come from I'm just not loving myself and not I don't know just not feeling worthy enough so that's something that I return back to every single day so one thing that so I find that we have this voice in our head and it's like our inner mean girl or whatever it's our ego who whatever you want to call it um that is that voice in your head that tells you to like not take the opportunity or that you can't that you're not good enough or you can't teach an amazing yoga class or you can't become an amazing PT whatever the thing is that you want to do it's that voice and that resistance showing up a little tip that I've done is to name that voice I think we spoke about this the other day but I call it my little bitch voice <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah I called mine Tracy I was yeah. like, so whenever Tracy pipes up and she's just like no like you should return to your nine-to-five job because it's safe there and it's not scary I'm like shut up Tracy I'm like <laughs> that I want to live and Tracy is also the one that tells me that like my body isn't good enough how it is and that I'm not successful enough and that my skin is whatever all of these things are just like are like critical but once you disidentify from that actually being you because it's not you like those thoughts just come but they don't have to become your reality 
Um, so yeah, disidentifying with Tracy is something that I work with every day. Because <laughs> um, once you're yeah. it, you can start to just put it to the side and let Tracy oh. sit on the bench while you're playing some basketball. You know what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. And I guess um, another thing is I want to get more like not necessarily fitter, but I do find a lot of empowerment in finding my own strength, like whether that's in like physically or because I've always been like, oh, I'm so like, I'm so, because I am quite a soft emotional person. I've always thought that I am, I'm not strong physically, but that's just a story I was, I've been telling myself, like I do, I have the ability to be strong physically as well. And I think everybody does. Um, but yeah, that just comes down to your thoughts as well which is cool. <laughs> Absolutely. You are what you feed yourself. So, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to say thanks so much for jumping on the podcast and sharing a bit about your story, uh, giving people tactical tools and actions that they can start straight away if they uh, decide to, to improving their lives. And uh, I'm excited to see your journey ahead and what you're going to achieve and who you're going to impact. Thank you so much. No, it was so fun chatting. I feel like I could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so many friends, but it's good. It's good. And yeah, literally for anyone out there that wants to talk like mindfulness or meditation stuff, don't hesitate to ask me any questions. I'm more than happy to have a chat about it or whatever, go through it. Thanks so much for listening into today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode and got some value out of this, please share it with a friend or family member. We don't sponsor this. We make no money. This is just to help impact more people and give you all a lot more value in life so that you can empower yourself to be better and level yourself up. Thanks so much for listening in, guys. And until next time.